Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello, hello. Welcome back. This week, we are talking about self-confidence, which I love talking to you about. I love talking to you about it because I know that the ladies that tune into this podcast and the women that, that find me that I get to work with are amazing. Like I just know this. And that's what I love about my job so much is I get to work with women that are just like incredible. Like they just, I love them. I want to be friends with all of them. (laughs) They're just amazing. And what I see over and over again is these women that if you were to just see them on the street or in the workplace, you'd be like, I need what she's having. But internally you are thinking, oh my God, if anyone knew about the real me, they would never talk to me again. Like if anyone knew what I thought about myself or what I did behind closed doors, no one would ever trust me or want to be near me. And that is devastating to me because when you tell yourself these things and believe these things about yourself, of course, you are not going to be confident when you do anything. And so that's what this episode is going to be about, is dissecting the two main reasons why I continuously see women not showing up with confidence and the one thing you really need for more confidence. So the first thing that I see happen over and over again is, but what if it doesn't work? But what if they don't like me? But what if I fall on my face? But what if they don't pick me? But what if it doesn't go well? What if, what if, what if, what if? And instead of doing the thing and actually finding out for yourself, you're kind of like a turtle and you crawl back into your shell and you're like, well, maybe later. (laughs) I don't think I can deal with that. I don't think I can deal with not nailing it 100% hitting it out of the park. So I'm just not going to try. That feels safer. Here's the, the tricky thing about our brains is that what is a real quite small thing in real life? Like it, it might be hard or challenging or emotionally painful or whatever, but you survive it, right? But in your brain, It's whatever would actually happen injected with steroids, like a ton of steroids. And so what would be a challenging thing in life, which you do all of the time, is now this massive mountain that has shrank you back, cut you down into this place where you're like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't even imagine not getting picked. I can't even imagine getting bad feedback on this. I can't even imagine being the only one to look like this at the event. I can't even imagine failing that talk, launching this business and having it not go as I planned, getting dumped, not, you know, asking someone out and not having them say yes. And so you don't try. But when you do this, 
what you are basically doing is just failing ahead of time. We don't do these things because we fear failure. But in most cases, <laughs> you're already living your worst case scenario. <laughs> You want, you're, you're terrified that this thing might not work out. And then what? Then you're just right where you are literally right now with more information, with at least having tried it. You're already living your worst nightmare. And when you can start to see that, hopefully that shifts things for you a little bit. When you don't try, take the risk, invest in yourself, ask the question, ask the person out, try coaching, do these new things, you don't change. You don't give yourself the opportunity to be successful. Something I tell a lot of my clients, because this is a common theme, is that you have taken yourself out of the game before it has even started. You have thought yourself into this anxiety-ridden, tightly round rubber band ball where you can't do anything. And when you're in that kind of fight, flight, freeze mentality, that's usually what you do, right? Like you fight, you just blow up, you freeze, you completely shut down, or you just run away. And so for in this situation, it is often just the, I'm just going to shut down. I'm just not going to try it. Like it just, I can't, I can't even handle the thought of this not working out. And that is because your thought is injected with steroids. Not the good kind. If there are a good kind, this is not the good kind. (laughs) It is always way worse in your head. The second reason I guess there's three, actually. I'm going to add three. <laughs> the, the second reason I'm going to add this one in is, is on a podcast that I recently did, which is Confidence Versus Arrogance. If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, highly suggest it. I'm just going to give you like a little snippet of what that was about. But you fear that if you show up owning the body, owning the outfit, owning the successes, the awards, the accomplishments, owning how you feel that day, owning whatever it is, you will come off as arrogant. Well, I just don't want people to, I just don't want people to think I'm better than them, you know? Like, I'm just worried they're going to say these things about me. I just, oh, I don't know. I don't want to be seen that way. When you show up, bold, like powerful, grounded, confident, focused. If people are intimidated, that's theirs. That ain't yours. That is their stuff. You don't want that anyways. You want to be able to show up in a room with all your badass energy and not have people be intimidated because it's not about them. It's about you owning who you are. But instead of being able to do that, you shrink yourself because you don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable, which it's very nice of you. You're a nice person. That's very kind of you. I'm glad that you're aware of other people's feelings. And there is definitely a time and a place for that. But how often are you doing it? Because confidence does not mean you're better than everyone. 
That is arrogant and nobody, that's not attractive. That's not fun to be around. Confidence is that you are confident in yourself, in your ability. It's not that you know you're 100% better than everyone and you don't even know why anyone tries and you talk down to them. But in your brain, that's kind of what it means. Like, oh, I don't know if I show up in this outfit or wear this or do that or say this or talk about that. They're just going to think I'm so much better than them. First of all, okay, so what? And they probably will. That's fine. We can't please everyone, right? But also don't be shrinking yourself down for what other people might think because what other people think of you is none of your business. None. And you're going to show up into a room full of people and I promise you there's going to be a handful of people that think you're amazing, a handful of people that do think you're arrogant and a handful of people that didn't even know you were there. And it's just, it's their stuff, right? But again, you get worried. You think about every single person in the room and every single person's past experiences or you know all of this stuff about them and you're like, oh, I just don't want her to feel bad. So you shrink yourself. The third reason that I see women not show up with as much confidence as they could or they want to is that you have put your worth on the thing. You have in your head, maybe even verbally, decided that if you don't make this thing work, you are a failure. Your worth is directly related to the result of whatever this thing is. A project at work, coaching with me, a speech, taking a new job, getting into a new relationship, so on and so on. You have put so much pressure on yourself to make this thing succeed because it somehow intertwines with how worthy and successful you are as a human. Your worth is dependent on this external thing. And when you do that, what I often see happen is women shut down. The pressure is so damn high that you freeze. It's funny, I was just talking to a girlfriend about this on a run, and she's like, you know, if there's this really cute guy at this event, and I don't know who he is, or I don't know anything about him, he just happens to be there in my group of friends, I'm fine. I'm on fire, in fact. I'm funny. I'm, you know, like, easy to talk to and just enjoying my time. And it's, it's easy. But if I know this person is single and I know he knows I'm single, I freeze. I I become this completely different person. I I trip over my words. I shut down. I'm not even who I am. I'm this other person. And this is because the pressure is so high. Like, oh, I better like, ugh, my future and my future children <laughs> depend on this relationship working out. And so it better be amazing. It better be a 10 out of a 10, right? Better be amazing. And while that's not good, bad, right, wrong, and different, it doesn't help. Like she shuts down. She's put a lot of pressure on herself to perform in a certain way so this person likes her. 
And that may not, she may not even be aware of it, but that's how she's, her body is responding. Her brain is responding like, oh, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. I better not mess this up. Everything is riding on this. And it sucks all of the fun out of the situation. So a recap, the three ways I see women not show up with as much confidence as they could, as they have, or as they want to is one, fear of failure. You fail ahead of time. You continue to create your biggest fear or your worst nightmare. And you don't try. You don't give yourself the chance to be wildly successful and happy. Number two, you worry that you might be too confident. You might be a little too much for people. Also on this, there's a really good reason that women especially do this. Play small, stay quiet, make themselves small, try not to ruffle any feathers. Is because, you know, honestly, hundreds of years ago, or not even that long, like your livelihood really did depend on this. Women used to be like burned at the stake, killed when they spoke up, messed up, made themselves known, seen, heard. So there is a a biological instinct within you that is like, just do it right. Don't make anyone mad. Just be perfect all of the time. And that keeps you shrunk down, playing small, playing safe, not going after what you really want, not speaking up. And the third thing is that you have based your worth as a human upon some external thing. You have decided that if this works, I'm good. If it doesn't work, I suck. And that creates a lot of pressure and kind of causes you to just like cave in. So what do we do? What do we do to build more confidence? And this is the number one tip for this podcast. I'll probably do more podcasts on confidence, but for the sake of this podcast, the one thing you need to build more self-confidence is self-acceptance. Did you just roll your eyes? Or were you like, damn, now that's true. Did you like feel that in your body? Because you know that you aren't doing that. So why does self-acceptance build self-confidence? Because when you have self-acceptance, you aren't better. You aren't worse. You are accepting who you are right now. You can have some compassion for yourself and realize that you are a human on this process, on this journey that all of us are, which is figuring things out. And that you know you aren't going to get it right all of the time, but you have self-acceptance for yourself So that when you do mess it up, when you do fail, when you do drop the ball, you own it. But you own it in a way that doesn't mean you are a failure. 
I work with women on their bodies with body acceptance. And they are so resistant when I say body acceptance. And I get it. Oh my gosh, do I ever get it? Body acceptance or honestly accepting of anything in life directly related to giving up for me. One and the same. Acceptance, giving up. What a weak ass way of living is what I would think. Like acceptance, give me a break. Who does that? That's pathetic. And guess what? Guess who the one was that like burnt herself out, drew herself into like a stressed out state, developed an eating disorder and a drinking problem like me, (laughs) the person that thought that thought um, self-acceptance was like a pussy ass move. No, it's not. It is the key. It is going to help you take action and move forward. When you accept and love yourself as the person that you are today, no more Botox, no more weight loss, no more exercise routines, no more anything. And you can look yourself in the mirror and you'd be like, you know what? This is what you get. Here I am. Take it or leave it. Because there's very little you can do within a 24-hour window that's going to change you. And so then the next best case scenario is self-acceptance while you continue on the path of life, while you continue to manage emotions, work on your self-esteem and self-confidence, figure out your food, figure out your finances, figure out your relationships. Instead of making being single, being in a job that you don't love, being in a body that you don't find attractive, instead of making that stuff mean, I am worthless. I'm a failure. I'm never going to figure this out. It's shifting the conversation to this is just where I'm at. And I don't want to be here forever. But you take the pressure off of yourself to perfect whatever the next thing is that you're doing, you actually get to show up and be yourself and enjoy where you're headed. You don't have to feel like you're in such a race, this constant battle to hurry up and do better and be better and get over there. Because as someone that used external things for a very long time, you will feel like, First of all, I, maybe I'll do a whole podcast on this, but the it's never better over there is I just disagree. <laughs> As someone that's like moved over, quote, there a lot, I've like continually moved over there a lot. Like it's much better. It's much better here than it was back there. And if it weren't, why would we ever do anything? And so I think when when people like say that, I think there needs to be a little caveat of it is better over there, but it's never perfect, right? Like when I think about my life 10 years ago, this is a hell of a lot better. And there are still things I want. There are still things that are not perfect. There are still goals. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you will never not have goals, personal goals of some kind. And so what we want to move towards, if you want more self-confidence, if you actually want to be able to have the, the stamina and the dessert and the dessert, the endurance to do these things, it's having some self-acceptance. Because that way, when you do flop, mess it up, whatever, do the thing that you didn't want to do, you don't have to stop. 
you don't have to stall progress for the next week, six months, year. You can see what happened, acknowledge it, learn from it, and move on. And that is the one thing you need for more self-confidence. So I hope you practice some self-acceptance this week. I hope you practice noticing when you start getting in that graspy, hustly energy and bring it back to, listen, I'm not in a race. I'm doing it. And I'm worthy and valuable and enough as a human right now. And I'm doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because I'm excited about where it's going to take me. Not because this makes me a better human. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. I will talk to you all next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.